Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Saturday, September 23rd, 2017. This is episode 94, What to Do with Music Students Who Don't Practice. I love tackling topics where you will not find a ton of information that's been presented or written about or discussed as a whole. Because I've been to more conferences, conventions, than I can possibly count. I've read so many different articles on different topics in music education. And I've absolutely taken my fair share of college courses. And rarely is this topic discussed. Rarely do people have suggestions that really work. A lot of this depends on where you teach. If you're teaching in perfect suburbia with a wonderful school system, great support from the community, and a terrific overall music program, you will still have students who don't practice. It always happens. And I can say, for the early part of my career, that was largely the case. Had situations where students just stopped practicing. And you say to yourself, why? What are reasons that students stop practicing? Before you even consider any of those reasons, and I'm just talking for right now, the perfect school system in perfect suburbia. If you think about the reasons that you would stop practicing in that type of environment, it should change your mindset right away. The first reason that students will stop practicing is if their lessons lack consistency. And what I mean by that is if you as the instructor are not providing consistent lessons with whatever that schedule is, students do not become far less interested in continuing on the instrument. And the chances of that skyrocket if it's a situation where playing the instrument is voluntary. Because if the teacher doesn't care enough to be there for all of that, the, the lessons that that child is going to have, 
or if the teacher does need to miss a lesson, they make every effort to make the lesson up. That's critical. It shows the student that you are invested in the program. Math teachers do not need to be invested in their programs. And the same goes with every core subject area. This is not a knock on these teachers. The reason they don't need to be invested, invested in the way where students are seeing them in action and being passionate about their area is because it's not going to be cut. It's not going anywhere. And the student cannot decide, I'm not going to be in this math class. Well, you don't have a choice. You have to take the class. And if you decide to switch out of that math class, you're going to another math class. Because in just about every place I can think of, at least in the United States, you need to take math. So, with things that are more on the voluntary level, where students perhaps are being pulled out of their academic classes or other classes to come to music lessons, or if we can just, we can apply this to chorus as well, where the rehearsals might be taking place before, after school, during school, or perhaps during the school day, uh, could be happening during a recess lunch period. Every district is completely different. Student needs to see that the teacher's invested. Once the student sees that the teacher is not invested, there's a chance that they're going to lose interest. Now couple it with one other thing. Think about how unbelievably irritating it is to a nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 17-year-old child to bring in the necessary materials for their lesson to arrive to school and the teacher's not there. And the teacher's not only not there, but the student had no way of knowing in advance. Now, I know I'm going to have some people that are listening and saying, well, you know, Tim, you're out of your mind. I mean, you really expect me to, you know, plan when I'm going to be sick? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I will tell you this. In all my years of teaching, when I knew that I was, going, I was not going to be around the next day, the second I knew, my students knew. My students never found out, unless it was an emergency situation, my students and their families never found out when the child got into school. I'm going to tell you something. Lugging a, a, an alto saxophone back and forth, especially if the child's got to walk a long distance, that's not fun. There's nothing enjoyable about lugging it to begin with, no matter how much they love the instrument. And then only to see that the teacher is now out sick again. 
there was a situation whereupon I was promoted to a position in a school district because their prior situation was such that the music teacher who had been there before me was constantly out sick. And the program, the numbers in the program plummeted. Plummeted. Because kids got annoyed. Kept bringing their instruments and they finally said, I'm not bringing my instrument in. Why should I bring my instrument in? The teacher's never even here. Kids are going four, five, six weeks without a lesson. Insane. So that right there is reason enough for a student not to want to practice. Your commitment to the program is extremely important. And if you're not going to be at something, you need to have the appropriate communication. We as music teachers can think as much as we want that we're every bit as important as all the other teachers. Well, when you decide you're just going to take off days and not have that commitment to your students who need you, and they need you. What's the message that's being sent? As far as I'm concerned, teachers that do that, they should never be considered on the same level as our fellow colleagues who are in academia. Now, if we go back to the perfect suburbia situation again, what are other reasons that kids are not going to practice? Here's one. They're too busy. Too much on their plate. Too many sports teams, too many clubs, too many activities. Too much homework. Too overwhelming for the student. There are students who sometimes are just not ready. They're not mentally, emotionally ready to handle the responsibility of playing a musical instrument. Which is a shame sometimes because physically they may be able to handle it. But all the other things involved may just not be their time. Maybe they need to wait a year or more. What are the reasons that children won't practice? Could be something on a cognitive level, an inability to focus. Children who, ha who have some types of special needs, 504 IEP plans. And if they get frustrated with an instrument, I'll tell you right now, I get frustrated with something, I don't want to do it. I think it's absolutely worth reminding people, and I've said it in several podcast episodes, but I will never stop saying it. We as teachers always need to remember we will always be far more passionate about whatever it is that we're teaching 
than anyone else will. Anyone. And that goes for any teacher. So you have to remember, you might be passionate about the trumpet. You might be passionate because you were an oboe major and you just got someone who has potential on the oboe. But that doesn't mean that it's reciprocal. And you always have to remember that. Reason students don't practice. Maybe they don't like you. That can be a bitter pill to swallow. Maybe you run your class in such a way they don't want to be there. Maybe they perceive you as being too mean, too tough, too demanding, too much work. You know, the one thing that hasn't changed, lots of things have been made easier through the years. Lots of things. But I don't care how much music technology is out there. I don't care how much better the lesson books may be. I don't care if the instruments, the quality of the instruments may have improved. You know what hasn't changed? The process of playing the actual instruments. What students had to do 50, 75, 100 years ago has not changed and will not change. What you need to do to play a clarinet is the same now as it was then. And even with those improvements, the multitasking is every bit as, as challenging as it ever has been. So that's another reason they may not be practicing. The only way you're gonna find out why they're not practicing, you need to ask them. You need to find out, and you can't come across being mean about it. You have to have an open mind. You don't know what's going on in that child's life. And you know what, that was something that I never thought about when I was a younger teacher. I never thought about people living their lives that there might be something going on at home which might be a very big reason why the child is not practicing maybe something very serious is going on in the home that you don't know about and again this is in the perfect school system suburbia Unicorns, rainbows. And there's stuff going on. And you don't know about it. And you may not know about it. Because on some level it's none of your business. But at the same time, you need to keep that in mind. They're people. We're in the business of, of, of being around people. And they're small people. They're younger people. They're people that don't have the experience we do. 
Now, how do you get them to practice? What do you do? Well, you're going to have some students who might be so talented that they can get by for even a significant amount of time sometimes where they don't need to practice much. If that's the case, leave them alone. Don't bug them. Don't be that irritating stickler that if the child is now practicing for 30 minutes, we're going to penalize them. How asinine is that? If the child is prepared and has everything ready to go and can play all of your music in, with five minutes of practice a week, that's on you then. Don't take it out on them if the stuff that you gave them was too easy or it was too easy for them. And if you got a, a gem, a diamond in the rough in your program and their schedule's really busy, I'm not saying to enable them. I'm absolutely not saying that. But you need to have a heart-to-heart -heart discussion with them. Explain what you're going to do. Yes, accommodations need to be made. No, the child, the, the children are not always going to have to be created equal. I have, have worked with colleagues before that have this crazy idea that everybody must practice for X amount of minutes a week. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. And I've known more kids who have been subjected to practice records and things of that nature, they only work, the only purpose for practice records, and I say this to kids, I say this to kids when they're nine, 10 years old, the only purpose for practice records is to establish a routine, period, end of story. If you're using practice records for any other reason, you have missed it. You have lost all sense of the reason that practice records were designed. They're not designed to be used as a grading tool. That's ridiculous. Because every child is different. And as these are some of the same teachers who are expecting the children to work for 30 minutes a day, but they haven't even taught them how to practice. And there's another thing. If a student doesn't know how to practice, what's the point of practicing? I say to parents, I say it jokingly, but it gets the message through. If you're hearing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star 37 times in one practice session, you probably want to say to them, you know what, you know what, Johnny, I think it's time to move on. They don't need to be a virtuoso. They don't need to know anything about instruments. But they know enough that if a child keeps on repeating the same thing over and over, it's time to move on. Because unfortunately, there are probably four other very important exercises that are on that page that the child does not want to do. But they're happy to do that twinkle twinkle. They're happy to do Mary Had a Little Lamb. But they don't want to do that rhythm study. Maybe that's the reason they're not practicing. Do you make your class fun? Are you a warm and caring 
person, this plays into it. Now, I've only been discussing things from the perspective of someone in the perfect school system, in perfect suburbia. Now go out of those situations. How about a situation where children are in an inner city environment and maybe they can't take the instruments home for whatever reason. Maybe those instruments have to stay in school. Now what? You have to become creative. Or the children can certainly bring their instruments home, but they can't practice. And the reason why? Maybe they live somewhere where they can't play an instrument. See, I think a lot of us have not had that situation before. I have. Very, very challenging. Very, very tough. In that situation, I did an after-school session twice a week. Students were able to come in, just made it a practice club. I had dozens upon dozens of kids that came. They just practiced, and they hung with their friends, and they joked around, and they got to play their instruments with each other, and it was loud, and it was raucous, and it was awesome. Truly awesome. And they were practicing. And I was able to listen to their practicing and guide them on the right ways to practice and show them the wrong ways of practicing. So we're making more efficient use of our time. Isn't that what it's all about? Being efficient with our time? Students have more things to do now than ever before. And they have more distractions than ever before. They need a reason to practice. You have the job of being that reason. I had a colleague that nailed it once. He said, you know, we're really not teachers. We're entertainers. How true. We're entertainers. I'll tell you, at the end of the day, I'm spent. I'm tired. Because it's like I'm up on a stage every single day. Trying to sell them this musical product. This amazing thing which helps change lives and inspire children and motivate them and help them to create and find parts of them with their creativity and and exploring parts of their brain and their their overall sense of worth and being We are in the music business. 
We are music teachers. And there's a lot more to music than making sure that every F sharp is correct. There's a lot more to music than making sure that children are practicing 30 minutes a day. There's a lot more to music than demanding absolute and complete perfection on every single exercise. It's a different world. And sadly, the support for the arts is waning. It's just not where it was at one time. It's not valued in the least by the actions of government on the federal, state, and local levels nationwide. It's not expanding. It's declining. So, the next time that you're thinking about blowing your stack because a group of students didn't practice, think about the fact that maybe one of their relatives was in the hospital or they had two and a half hours of homework the night before or they were in a situation where they were having to take care of a sibling because one of their parents or guardians was at work or maybe they don't like the instrument maybe they don't like you could be any of those reasons stop and think and never ever forget you're not a professional musician in this role you're not even a music teacher you're a teacher teacher first music second and when you do that everything will fall into place just fine